scripture reading this morning is from the New Testament, the book of John, chapter 13, verses 3 through 17, verses 34 through 35. It can be found on page 876 in your pew Bible. I always anxiously await the scripture passage I'm going to read when I sign up to be lay leader, and I was thrilled to see this passage. It's a very familiar one to me, as I've been going to Bethel AME for many, many years from Monday, Thursday, and when I first went, when Kim Powell asked us to go, and our family showed up as the only family there to wash feet with our brothers and sisters at Bethel AME, this is the scripture. Um, so this has been a very special one to me over my many years, and obviously a choice well made for um, thinking about service. <coughs> Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his elbow, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin, began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the ones who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do, if you do them. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. God bless our understanding of this holy word. So I thought it was important this week as we talk about Christian service and service to others that... Um, you not just hear from me, but you hear from someone in the congregation who, um, at least for me, is a real example of service to others uh, in very public ways and in very kind of private ways. 
Um, Eve Smith, I've known since the first day I got here 12 years ago. She used to serve on the staff as our director of congregational ministries uh, with Cindy, um, uh, Cindy Leary. She's the co-chair of the missions task force now, along with Jim Burns and several others. Um, and she's a servant in the best sense of the word. I know I'm embarrassing you, Eve. I apologize. So I asked Eve to talk a bit about today the connection between her work, her faith, and her life. Thank you. Over here. Yeah. Okay. So um, I get a text earlier in the week. Hey, could you please uh, share on Sunday in two to three minutes or less how service is a part of your faith and why? Another simple life question from Pastor John that he'd like answered in less time than it takes to brew a cup of coffee. Uh, But I like it when he challenges me uh, with these tasks because the ask stays in the back of my thoughts throughout the week. And it consciously gets me thinking about his question and it consciously gets me thinking about and asking myself, okay, yeah, how and why. Um, it's a really kind of difficult thing to talk about, but I'll give it my best go. I got to the why service pretty um, easily and rather quickly. For me, it's a fundamental services for me, an expectation of God, um, and one of the most basic teachings of Jesus, who outwardly demonstrated acts of kindness, empathy, compassion to others. Service is a faith foundation for me. The how service is a part of my faith uh, is a little more difficult for me to share openly because in trying to describe the how, it hasn't really felt quite right. It feels braggadocious and, oh, look what I do. And um, that's certainly not what putting our faith into action is all about. So that was a little difficult. Uh, I think we would all agree with that. So this part of the two-minute answer has taken me a little bit of time to get to. The obvious ways I offer service to others, um, as John has said, through different committees and work here at Pilgrim Church. Um, For those of you who know me, I'm a nurse, so I provide service and care to others. I love to organize events, so I literally serve people, food, drink, provide them hospitality. Uh, I am a wife, a mother, a sister, an aunt, um, and a friend. And I get joy from doing all of these things and having relationships with all of these people and hopefully honoring my faith in ways that I serve all of these people. So in having to reflect on this all week long, I guess my two-minute answer can be condensed into something a little bit deeper because I don't want it to sound flip or kind of naive or trite. Um, But through my faith um, and through my service to others, um, it really answers to my faith foundation and uh, my service to others and bringing comfort, joy, and support and healing to them um, really is... um, the gift of the pure, soul-filling feeling I get in doing so. Thank you.
So if you get a text from me, you may not want to open it. <laughs> Thank you, Eve. Let's be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. God, surprise us this day. Give us learnings that we did not expect to hear. Change our hearts and our minds in ways that make this world a better place. When we need to lift us up, when we need to bring us down to our knees and remind us always, God, of the gift of life that we receive from you and to share that life with all those who are hungry and thirsty for love and for meaning. Amen. And again from that text that was shared by Heather, and Jesus said, for I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done for you. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Here's the thing about saints, saints, at least for me. On this All Saints Sunday, when I thought this week about the saints in my life, the special souls who have died but who, before they left this earth, made a special mark upon me, the saints who shaped my one life as a Christian more than any other folks, more than any professor in grad school or teacher or textbook, is that I could not really remember anything profound that those saints actually said to me like a saintly speech or saintly aphorism or saintly saying. What I do remember about the saints in my life, especially two saints, Sue, who was in my life for 35 years, first as a youth group advisor and then as a lifelong ministry mentor, and Gordon, who was the director of the church camp I went to as a teenager. Sue and Gordon taught me how to be a person of faith by doing. Do you hear that? By doing. Doing, not just talking. By behaving like a Christian, not just telling me what to believe. By serving others, especially folks in need in this world, not merely telling me that's what a Christian is supposed to do. They didn't just talk the talk of service. They walked the walk, too. They served They gave service in the name of God to folks who needed help. That's it. The lost and the lonely, the sad and the grieving, an insecure teenager and a seeking student of ministry, they served. So friends, on this worship day, I'm offering the second of a five-sermon preaching series on the five core values we as a church have identified as a part of our 2020 discernment process. These are the values we have declared make Pilgrim Church, Pilgrim Church, the values that make up our church DNA, ministries we will try and never let go of, no matter how God might be calling us to change in response to a changing world. And so today's value is service. That's when we take the lessons of Jesus' life, how he interacted with the least of these, his brothers and sisters, like the poor and the sick and the grieving and little children and seniors, and then he served them. 
which is why it is right and good we should be celebrating our 11-plus-year partnership with Family Promise this day. Every year, for up to four weeks, we open up our house and God's house to folks experiencing homelessness, to neighbors who need a safe and welcoming place to rest their heads, to fellow children of God who just need someone else to actually see them and to care. Service. We don't just talk about God's love. We love. Why is service to others an important part of your Christian faith? I'd encourage you to think about that. Why could you not picture Pilgrim Church without our service to Family Promise, or the Pine Street Inn, or the Salvation Army, or our Miracle on Main Street, or the Brighton Food Pantry, or the Council on Aging, or Alcoholics Anonymous, or Habitat for Humanity, or the youth group's yearly mission trip, or the thousands of other ways, large and small, anonymous and public, profound and simple, that each of you put your faith into action every day. You know, you don't have to go to Pine Street to serve other people, although it's good. You are already doing it, friends, and I see it, as parents and kind neighbors and engaged citizens and compassionate employees. So why is service central to my Christian faith? Well, if I have to ask Eve, I have to ask myself. For me, friends, no service, no faith, no church, really. I believe Jesus came to this earth not so much to teach us what to believe, but more so to teach us how to live. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Now, When I get to heaven, God willing, I do not think that when I finally get to meet up with God and pass through the pearly gates, I do not think God will ask, did you believe in the doctrine? Did you believe in the creeds? Did you go to church every Sunday? Do you know all the words to the hymns? Do you wear a cross around your neck? Nope. I do believe this one truth with all of my heart, that God will simply ask me one question. John, did you love? Did you love? And in loving, did you serve others, especially the ones in my family who need a little kindness and a little mercy and a little justice? By this, people in the world will know that we follow Jesus when we love others like Jesus loved. Can I get an amen? Amen. It is that simple. That is why service matters. Service pushed flesh on the bones of faith. Service demands sacrifice sometimes, not just lip service. Service cares nothing for politics or ideology. Service changes the world and changes lives and changes us for the good for God's good. As St. Francis once said, preach the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words. For all the saints, for the ones who taught us about a good life and did so by the example of service, by this the world will know that we are Christians by our love, by our love. Let all God's people say, Amen. So I would invite you at this time if you have something or someone that you'd like to pray.
great for me, the same life in the 